2: Welcome to another episode of Dakota Spotlight. I really appreciate you listening and would like you to know about Spotlight Plus. It is a subscription to Dakota Spotlight that provides bonus content, early access, and ad-free listening, all while supporting my work and the show you love. You can subscribe right in the Apple Podcast app or visit dakotaspotlight.com. You're listening to Dakota Spotlight, a production of Forum Communications. My name is James Wallner. This is a short update episode with some new information about Season 7, Call Me Shelley, The Mysterious Disappearance of Michelle Julson. If you're not fully caught up with all the episodes of Season 7, you may want to go back and listen to those first.
1: How would you get abducted from 140 American to 300 block East Broadway without somebody seeing it on a Tuesday afternoon? I think something happened to her I think somebody took her you need to call the police and you need to get yourself a protection order Burnt Creek Club bartender at the Burke Creek Club.
2: I told her anytime after two o'clock she could stop by and pick him up and she never did show
1: and I was specifically looking for that car Shelley's car was one of the group allegedly harassing Shelley at the bar but there was two two railroad workers and I thought they talked to one.
2: I'm recording this in late November 2022. Here in the U.S., it is the week of Thanksgiving. Many of you are quite possibly getting your home and kitchen in order, preparing for an influx of relatives. Or perhaps you're listening to this on the road, headed back home to family or friends. If you are on the road, that's a fitting place to be for this episode, as we are going to be talking a lot about roads, specifically red roads in the countryside. Wherever you are, though, on this holiday season, let me take this opportunity to give my thanks to you. Thank you for listening to this season and to Dakota Spotlight. Without you, there is no podcast. As I said, this is a short update about Shelley Juleson. Some information came my way last week that I can only sum up like this. Once I got the information, and once I connected it with something else in Shelley's cold case file, I heard myself saying out loud, Huh, that's interesting. And if something is interesting enough for me to say that out loud, well, I want to share it with you too. Now, I suppose I should say that this is nothing earth-shattering, really. It might not be something that will immediately blow Shelley's case wide open or anything like that, but it's definitely something that might point us in the right direction, maybe point us down the right road. So, here we go. You will recall that Shelley's car was found in the parking lot of the Comfort Inn Hotel six days after she was last seen. You may also recall that weeks later, when Bismarck PD returned Shelley's Ford Thunderbird to her father, Wes Julson, he took note of some things. Clues, you might say. One thing Wes noticed was that there was a lot of red dirt on the car's manifold, specifically something referred to locally as Scoria. Here in western North Dakota, you become accustomed to seeing vehicles covered, sometimes caked, in a red clay or soot or soil.
0: I see that in Bismarck all the time. I see vehicles in parking lots or that uh, pass on the street that uh, are covered with with, uh, clinker or scoria dust.
2: This is Ed Murphy. He's a geologist for the state of North Dakota and Assistant Director of Geological Survey for the Department of Mineral Resources. I reached out to Ed Murphy because if this North Dakota red stuff is some kind of clue in Shelley's case, well, I wanted to learn more about what it is and where it's found. The first thing I learned about North Dakota scoria is that scoria is not the proper name.
0: You know, we try to stay away from that. Uh, it's a volcanic term, uh, and so we try to, to get people to use the term clinker, but scoria is so embedded that uh, it's it quite often a losing, losing cause.
2: Okay, so you say scoria, I say clinker. Whatever it's called, what is it and where is it?
0: R- roughly the western half of North Dakota has uh, lignite, uh, a soft coal and that coal is then present through uh in 21 of the 53 counties in north dakota and and uh where it's present at the surface uh over millions of years it's it's uh likely burned in in many of these areas and when it burns the heat uh from that burning lignite bakes the rocks above it and uh That is uh, what forms clinker or, or what's commonly known as scoria.
2: Clinker or scoria is used for various things. For example, it's used as an alternative to gravel on country roads. You know you're traveling on clinker when you suddenly get the sensation that you are a drone on the planet Mars. Instead of a gray gravel surface, this stuff is red, or at least reddish. Unfortunately, this stuff has some drawbacks. It, it's not
0: a fantastic material. It,
2: it breaks down pretty
0: quickly. It, it uh, generates a lot of dust. And so you, get, you then get that
2: dust in wheel wells and,
0: and uh, through other parts of a
2: vehicle. Other parts of the vehicle, such as under the hood and on the manifold of Shelley Julson's car in August of 1994.
0: We took it all.
2: Hello, dear listener, this is James, host of Dakota Spotlight, inviting you to subscribe to Spotlight Plus. For as little as $5 per month, you will get the warm feeling of supporting the show and also unlock access to bonus episodes, get the episodes early, and listen ad-free. That's right, no more ads. Apple users can subscribe to Spotlight Plus Standard right in the Apple Podcasts app. If you want to dive deeper and get even more exclusive benefits, subscribe to Spotlight Plus Premium or Spotlight Plus Ultimate. Go to dakotaspotlight.com for more details. Whenever I've taken a country drive out here, I've noticed some rows are red and some are plain old gravel. I asked Ed Murphy why that is. It depends on, you know,
0: they don't want to haul this material very far. That's where the cost comes in. And so I've seen that through other counties in, in western North Dakota where uh, probably most of the county is... Uh, clinker or scoria on the roads but you'll get into areas where you'll have regular gravel and uh, vice versa in areas where you maybe predominantly have have gravel in most of county then in some areas you'll have scoria just because that's it's uh they've got a local
2: pit and apparently the local pits of this stuff don't last forever so a road that was covered with clinker in 1994 might be a regular gravel road today In 1994, Wes Juleson posed the question, where did Shelley's car pick up scoria dust? The answer would seem to be somewhere in western North Dakota, and likely in an area that had a local scoria pit nearby at the time. Whenever I've pondered this scoria clue, my mind has always wandered west of Bismarck and towards the Badlands and Montana. I've always speculated that if someone did harm Shelley and perhaps disposed of her body, it was out west, that is, further west than the capital city of Bismarck, which lies just a little bit left of the center of the state. But that perception changed last week when I was contacted by this man.
1: Yeah, my name is Ray Dingman. I live in Bismarck, North Dakota, and I'm a retired Burley County Sheriff's Department deputy. Currently teaching criminal justice at United Tribes Technical College in Bismarck.
2: Ray has listened to Season 7 of Dakota Spotlight, and when he heard about the Burnt Creek Club and the Scoria dust on Shelly's car, something came to mind.
1: Yeah, well, when I heard that, uh, we have an area in northwest Burley County uh, i would be southwest of Wilton, west of Baldwin, up in that area. That uh, There was scoria used on our gravel roads up in that area. It's a very remote area of the county, strictly farmland. And being that she was missing from the Bismarck area and the vehicle was unaccounted for for a few days, I just thought that was pretty interesting and that it possibly could have been driving around right here, northwest of Bismarck.
2: And in relation to the Burnt Creek Club, where would this area be?
1: Uh, It would be approximately probably 10 to 12 miles north and then west of Highway 83, between Highway 83 and Highway 1804 north.
2: Okay, so perhaps Shelley's car wouldn't need to travel further west to pick up this red stuff. It could be found right here, just 15 minutes north of the Burnt Creek Club. So, while I had Ray on the phone, I opened Google Maps and I asked him to guide me to this area of Burley County where this red scoria was used to surface dirt roads.
1: That road goes west all the way to the
2: river, all the way to 1804 North. Okay, I gotta look here. Um, uh, I got the map now, let's see. At one point he says, do you see the town of Baldwin? And then something like, yeah, so directly west of Baldwin, and so on. And I don't know exactly what happened to me, but the name of the town maybe stirred a sleeping brain cell or something. I thought, where have I heard that name before? Wasn't there something in Shelley's big old cold case file about Baldwin, North Dakota? So after speaking with Ray, I went back to Shelley's lengthy file and started all over again, looking for a reference to Baldwin. And I was right. I found a short Bismarck PD note from Friday, August 5th, 1994, three days after Shelley went missing. On that first Friday, Bismarck Tribune and other media reported on Shelley's disappearance. The public was given a description of Shelley and the circumstances of her last sighting, and they were also asked to keep an eye out for her blue Ford Thunderbird. That afternoon, at around 3 p.m., Detective Walls gets a phone call from someone who has seen the reporting on Shelley's case and wants to offer a tip. The caller, a woman named Connie Small, tells Walls that she lives in rural Burley County on a farm, and that very morning she had seen a car she thinks looks like Shelley's drive right past her farmyard. She tells Walls that the car stereo was on very loud and people were laughing and carrying on two people in the front seat and at least one person, but possibly more in the back seat. And of course, Detective Walls asks Connie Small, where do you live? Her answer, three miles east and four miles north of Baldwin, North Dakota. And that's when I heard myself say out loud, huh, that's interesting.
0: Scams and Cons tells you how scams are run and why people fall for them.
3: And I've lost everything. It's all I had. Uh, It's any inheritance that I could have passed on my daughter. Many of the people you meet today were financially devastated when they started using Jeff's system. And now they're making more money than they ever dreamed of.
0: Scams are illusions intended to make you believe that giving up your money is the most sensible thing you can do. Find out how it's done by listening to Scams and Cons wherever you get podcasts
3: fall is here and class is back in session. It's a busy time for students and faculty and with a new school year comes new adventures, new experiences, and new goals to achieve. But as much promise and excitement as the fall semester brings, there can also be a dark side to it, one in which the unthinkable can happen. I'm Amy Slashberg. And I'm Megan Sachs. And we're the hosts of the podcast Campus Killings. As educators and criminologists, we teach, research, write, and podcast about victims, offenders, and the issues that surround our criminal justice system. Amy and I have both worked in the field of criminal justice for 20 years, myself in law enforcement and Amy in the mental health field. In Campus Killings, we'll dive into some of the most shocking and tragic murders to happen on school grounds, and we'll provide our analysis on the cases we cover as both educators and trained criminologists. We'll discuss what went wrong and what could have been done differently to prevent the tragic outcome. Campus Killings is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe now so you don't miss a single episode of Campus Killings.
2: The next day i called ray back and i told him about this coincidence if it is a coincidence that he had mentioned the area around baldwin north dakota and there was at least a potential sighting of shelley's car there
1: well it's, it's pretty uh it's pretty interesting that it's that close then the small farm you know i know approximately where it's at i don't know if smalls still live in that area but you could easily be driving the roads up there and come back and forth across Highway 83 and go right past that farm. And, uh, you know, that would put the vehicle, if it was that vehicle, of course, in that area.
2: Well, let me ask you, so what's it like driving up there? You've been all around the county then when you were working as a, a deputy. If someone wanted to, to harm someone and then do something with the body up in that area, would it be difficult to hide or what's your thoughts on that?
1: uh no especially that northwest part of burley county once you uh get you know probably eight nine miles north of bismarck past our last subdivision that's very remote up there it's actually hilly it's got some buttes it's got a lot of ravines and there's not a lot of roads that crisscross the entire you know the area it's it's pretty uh it is very remote i mean that's That is uh, mostly farmland and pastureland up there. Uh, And, you know, I would say there'd be plenty of places that, you know, something could be hidden.
2: Suddenly, I find myself eager to drive to the area of Baldwin, North Dakota. Maybe not on Thanksgiving, though, because right now everything is covered in snow. But maybe later in the spring, as Ray suggested himself
1: yeah, if you wanted to drive around up there, like I said, in the spring, I mean, right now you could drive around in the snow. There's, that's all we're going to see is snow. But uh, I'd, I'd even be willing to go with a ride. I mean, I could, I could sh- show you around a little bit up in that area.
2: So that will have to wait, I guess. And meanwhile, while we all wait for the long winter to pass, what can be done on Shelley's case, if anything? Actually, Ray, he has a plan himself. You mentioned also you might be looking into the Juleson case with your criminal justice class. Yeah, I was
1: uh, running that by my co-workers. And we might use the podcast and let them uh, evaluate evidence and see if they can come up with some, uh, some theories on their own. And, of course, if they come up with anything interesting that's new, I'd, be, I'd probably give you a call. And I'd even like to maybe have you come in and talk to them once they've heard the podcast
2: While Ray and his students work on that, I wondered, what, if anything, could I still do to find answers about whatever happened to Shelley? Because some might say there's nothing left to do. James, you've done about all you can. You're at the end of the road. Perhaps. It's too bad we can't travel back to 1994 and drive north of the Burnt Creek Club and explore the countryside, searching for the red roads of Burley County. Or can we? Ed Murphy, geologist for the state of North Dakota, thinks maybe we can. The Soil Conservation
0: Committee, the North Dakota Soil Conservation Committee, tracks uh, gravel and, and uh, scoria pits uh, in North Dakota. And uh, so they put out a, an annual statement, and they might be able to go back and, 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 based on theirs, if the county doesn't, so they might be able to say when a pit opened in an area and uh, uh, give you
2: some information in in case the county doesn't
0: have it. But the Burley County uh, uh,
2: engineer... So maybe we're not at the end of the road after all, at least not just yet. uh, In fact, maybe a dead-end red country road is exactly what we should be looking for. Dakota Spotlight is a production of Forum Communications, written, researched, and recorded by me, James Wallner. Special thanks to my colleagues at Forum Communications for lending us their voices. That's Jim Manny, Tricia Tarinskas, Chris Kurzman, and Jeremy Fugelberg. Music by Wowza in Kalamazoo. You can check them out by searching Wowza in Kalamazoo on bandcamp.com. And why not join the Dakota Spotlight Facebook group or follow me on Twitter at Dakota Spotlight. Once again, until next time, thank you so much for listening to Dakota Spotlight.